Awesome. Man, today's a very special day, as we said earlier. And for those of you guys who walked in a little bit later, welcome to Trinity Live Church. We're so glad that you're here. Today is such, oh man, it's, uh, this is probably the most exciting part about being uh, a part of this community, uh, being a leader in this community, uh, and is seeing people take next steps in their faith towards Jesus Christ. And today, in their faith, um, becoming public for the rest of the world to understand their commitment to Jesus, to the church, and to the word that God has planned for them. And so we're so glad that you're here uh, to witness that as well, if you're friends and if you're uh, families of those that are getting baptized today. Today we have four people getting baptized, and I'll introduce them real quick before I talk about what is baptism. But we have four, man, I'm just so proud of you guys that you guys are getting baptized today. Um, We have Heather getting baptized, uh, Gabriella getting baptized. Uh, Melanie getting baptized, and then uh, JoJo is getting baptized, so really, uh, really excited about that. Um, The way that we understand baptism to be, and the way that we understand the Bible to teach baptism is that baptism is something that you do once you understand um, the message of the gospel. Uh, You understand the basic message of the Bible. And uh, so what that means is this, that for somebody who, when they get to this point where they've made a decision that I understand that when Jesus died on the cross, that it was for the forgiveness of my sin. But not just to forgive my sin, but to put me in a relationship with God and so that I can live out the life that God had purposed for me. It's one thing to live out a life that's, you know, successful and, and doing well over here. It's another to live out the life that God has purposed for you. And so when somebody makes a step towards Jesus, when they experience salvation, um, they become a believer. And so we believe that baptism is reserved for those who are cognizant of that decision. And so it doesn't mean that when you get baptized, that like all your sins like remain in the water. That's not our understanding of baptism. It doesn't mean that you become washed clean of your sins or anything like that, because Jesus did that when he died on the cross. But when you get baptized, what it is, is it's it's not just like this, your salvation isn't contained in this act. But it's what the church has been calling a sacrament. It's symbolic. And so sacraments are more than just kind of like a metaphor. It actually is a physical representation of a spiritual reality. And so the, the physical representation is going into the water and then coming out. The spiritual reality is that you died with Christ and you are risen to live a new life with Christ. And so there's a physical component, but that reflects a spiritual reality. So it's symbolic. That's why we call it a sacrament. Later on, we'll practice another sacrament called communion. And thirdly is that um, not only is it not for your salvation, but it's, 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 it's to prove that you already, it's to show that you already believe. Not only is it symbolic, but we do believe that it's a spiritual act, that there's something about this act that it, it's not just physical, but there's something that, man, it, it goes beyond a sense of like being able to understand. And I know so many people who've gotten baptized, they just realize that, wow. Um, man, I just feel like I'm closer to God the Father. And we get a little bit of clue in the book of Matthew when Jesus gets baptized. Because when Jesus gets baptized, the word says that a dove, the Holy Spirit of God, came on him. And I think that's a part of the spirituality. It's almost as if God's Spirit comes into you in a, in, a, in a more full measure. And so this is what we believe about baptism. And for those of us who have been baptized as infants, we celebrate that as well. We believe that that was a very meaningful act. But in our church, this is how we understand baptism to be. And this is how the four people who are getting baptized uh, to be today, are they understand their baptism as well. And so we're so excited. Each one of them are going to share a little bit of why they're getting baptized today. And then they've got a friend or a family or somebody from the church um, that's going to be baptizing them uh, today as well. And so first off, I want to go ahead and invite Heather to come up here. Can we just, yeah, why don't we welcome Heather?
Heather, why don't you share um, why you're getting baptized today? Um, so I grew up in a family that loves God, and I've known for as long as I can remember that um, God created me and that he loves me and cares about my life. And as an ch- uh, infant, I was baptized in the church that I grew up in. Um, when I moved away from home, then I went through a lot of challenges and um, exciting times that helped me to grow in my relationship with God and to grow in my faith. And um, I learned to surrender my sport and my school to God. And um, rather than trying to live up to the expectations of um, other people and myself in these things, then I was able to um, glorify God through them and find peace and um, joy in that. So. As I um, went to different churches after I moved away from home, then I heard about believer's baptism and kind of wondered what that meant um, for me and um, yeah, talked to people about it and listened to lectures about it. And it never really seemed like anything at the time that I needed to do um, or wanted to do then. Um, But in the past year, then um, I felt that there's been a lot of changes and growth in my life. Um, And I... um, in the summer and in the spring, then I um, struggled a lot with feeling like I didn't know where I fit or if I belonged, and I would um, doubt the things that I had said and question why I had said things and um, whether I really fit into the groups I was in. Um, but when I think about um, Jesus coming to set things straight with God, then um, I think that I don't need to try and strive to um, live up to what I think other people around me want me to be. Um, And as I recognize my identity as a daughter of God more and more, then I'm able to step into who he wants me to be and um, the purposes he has for my life. So about a month ago, I was um, reading Mark 11, and the chief priests were questioning God's authority or Jesus' authority to do the things he was doing. Um, And I started to journal about areas of my life where I was questioning Jesus' authority, and something that came to mind was um, baptism. So... I decided that I wanted to take this step to declare that um, the ways that God's been working in my life and um, challenging me to grow closer to him today. Thanks, Heather. Uh, Heather's uh, uh, chosen uh, Linda and Kelly to baptize her this morning, so I'm going to invite you guys up here as well. And Heather, you can get inside the water as the ladies come around you. And before we baptize Heather, I'm just going to ask her a few questions just to um, just confirm her decision today. And then the ladies will go ahead and, and baptize you. Heather, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins? Yeah. And you believe that he was raised to a new life so that you can live that life that he's living right now as well? Yeah, awesome. so awesome. Great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and invite Gabriella up here now. Gabriella, where yet? There she is. Okay. Come on over here. How you doing? Good. You doing okay? Yeah. 
All right. Would you like to, could you, would you mind sharing with us, why are you, why are you baptized today? <laughs> um, so I accepted Christ in 2010, and it was at Scott Mission Camp. And since then, I've had, this is my third opportunity to get baptized, and it never felt like the right time. I just, like, things came up, or I didn't go through with it kind of thing, and, um, but today really feels like the right time. And, like, over the, like, since last summer, so, like, since I accepted Christ, <laughs> I transitioned from, like, being a camper to being staff, and, like, I've really grown in my relationship. And since last summer, um, I've even, like, seen the change in me as well, like, where Christ has really opened me up to these things. And, like, I'm mentoring someone from camp, like a camper, and today really feels like the right time because I get to share it with some of my close friends who attend Trinity Life, and I get to share it with the rest of the members of Trinity Life. And I get to share it with that camper that I'm mentoring, and she's able to be here and witness that step in my walk. And <laughs> I hope that I get to witness hers, and I hope it's not seven years from now, like mine is <laughs> from when I accepted Christ. But even if it's 14 years from now, I'll know that it's God's perfect time, just as today is God's perfect time for me. Way to be an example. Thank you, Gabriella. Thank you. Uh, Cassandra and Missy are going to baptize her this morning. That's just a wonderful testimony. Just way to be an example, Gabriella. Thank you. And Gabriella, I'm going to ask you the same questions as well. Do you believe that when Jesus died on the cross, it was for the forgiveness of the sins of the world, but also yours? And you believe that when he rose again from the dead three days later, that he gave you new life in him? Awesome. Gabriella. Awesome. I'm going to invite up here uh, Melanie. Melanie, why don't you come up here? And why don't you bring, yeah, and your, bring Mary, your mom. Um, this is a special one. Mary is um, Melanie's mom, and she comes out all the way from Regina. And so uh, she's going to share a bit as well. Um, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to share about all the dangerous things that she used to do and you know all, you know all the cruel things that she used to do to her sister and all that stuff but yeah love to hear thank you very much for this opportunity given to me to say a few words um two of my family members are not here and they send their love and regards and prayers for melanie and um uh, when melanie was born a long time ago <laughs> I remember taking this beautiful, gorgeous kid in our hands, my husband and I, and the first thing we did was pray for her and asking God that he would bless this girl and also help her to know him. And so when she came to know God very early in her life, that was the fulfillment of our prayer. And then the next is this, public declaration of the fact that Jesus died and rose again from the dead. And this is, she is publicly um, proclaiming this. And this is another answer to our prayer. So God is good. <laughs> and uh, as I stood there, I, as I sat there, thought about many things that came. I don't have time to say that. I'll just say a few things, as Pastor said. Maybe all good things. And she brought a lot of laughter and joy into her family, along with other siblings. And um, she was... Um, 
Um, she, was, um, uh, she was the head of the reception committee in our home. Like my husband was a professor at that time, so we had a policy to keep our home opened, especially for students to come. So we had students coming in all the time. Maybe they want to have a party for their friends, or they just want to come and eat some food, whatever. So whenever they came and rang the bell, you know who ran to open the door? Always Melanie. Melanie was so happy to see all of them. And so it was good that I, I even sometimes wondered whether she would leave the home with one of them. She was so happy to see them. And um, um, when, when she was very young, her brother made an announcement. Her brother said, I think I know what profession Melanie should choose. He said she should be a lawyer because she does not lose one case at home. <laughs> Melanie was, is a woman of conviction, and she loves God, and she stands up for justice and truth, and she also has some good debating skills. Now, if you are on the same side with her, you are a winner. <laughs> but if you are on the other side, you know what to expect. And um, as a parent, I was just thinking today, as a, as a mother, I thought about what is written in the um, third uh, book of John, um, uh, fourth verse, saying, there is no greater joy than knowing that your children walk with the Lord. And to me, I'm so glad to say that all my three kids love the Lord and follow the Lord, and it's a joy for a parent to see that. And... Um, Melanie, you love God, you love people, and some of your friends are here. It's, it's your connection with them, and I'm so thrilled. And um, Melanie, bloom where you're planted and make a difference in the lives of people. That's what God has called you for. I just want to leave two verses, and one is from Isaiah 40, 30. The youth may grow tired and weary, and the young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And this is the verse for you today, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And this is what God is planning for you. We can't see the future, but one thing I know, when God is with you, you can't lose it. You'll always win. And may the Lord give you that resurrection power. I believe the power that raised Jesus from the Lord, from the dead, is available to you. Maybe just fill you. May God fill you with that power and strength in the days to come. May you be a blessing not only to your family, to everybody. We love you. Thank you, Mary. And then Melanie's going to share also why she's getting baptized today. So us Thomases are kind of long-winded, so I'm sorry <laughs> in advance. Um, so I'm going to title my testimony. Um, my testimony is called Hashtag The Struggle Is Real. And uh, like my mom said, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up in the church. Um, I actually really disliked church growing up. Um, but despite that, I always, I always felt like I knew God. I always felt like I, I sensed him. And as I grew, my relationship with God grew. And um, when I was a teenager, he became my best friend. And uh, 
I never felt alone. I traveled the world alone. I've had an airport alone, but I never felt alone. And I would talk to God, and he would talk back to me in different ways. Um, I remember going into going to India and working um, in some dangerous areas, going into brothels to do research, and I knew that not a hair on my head would be touched because God was with me. And there's other times where he would speak to me and say, I would be lost. I have no sense of direction. So I'd be lost. And God would say, go here. Get off the bus right now. And I would be exactly where I was looking to be. And so I just had this amazing, intimate relationship with God. And then about three years ago, I was finishing school. And I started to be confused about where my life was going. It didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. And over the past three years, this confusion grew to the point where there were moments where I just felt like I was free falling into a black abyss. I don't know where my life is heading. I don't understand the choices that are coming before me. And things that I valued, I felt like were just being attacked. Intelligence, success, my hair started falling out. I would wake up in the morning with this heaviness in my heart that I had never experienced before. And so I went to my best friend. I cried out to Jesus. But I didn't hear anything. It was dead silence. And um, this was the first time in my life that I ever felt lonely. And I felt that I was separated. And I felt that I was rejected by my best friend. And then about a year ago, I had this dream. And in this dream, I was um, in the middle of an ocean, and there was a storm. It was just storming, and I was drowning, and I couldn't get up. And every time I got a peek up above water, the waves would push me back under. And then in this dream, I, I felt this arm pull me up. And just high enough, he didn't pull me out of the water, just high enough that the water hit my chin, and I could breathe. And I heard the words, don't worry, I got you. Don't you know that I own the seas? And the storm raged on, and then I woke up. And so for the past year, I've been clinging on to that dream because there's been times I've sat in these pews, I've sang the songs, and I felt like I was singing to a wall. And so I held on to that dream that Jesus gave me. And so I titled this testimony, Hashtag The Struggle Is Real, because I say is real, because I didn't want to get baptized today. I met with Mike about a month ago, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to get baptized. I want to share my story, but I want to share my story when I'm out of this season. I want to share my story as a reflective person looking back and saying, look at what I went through, and look how God came through, and, and that's what I wanted to do. And then... Uh, a story from the book of Daniel came to mind. And in this story, there was a king, and the king had ordered that everyone in the land must bow down to a statue that he had made of himself. And if you didn't bow down, it was very simple, you would get burned alive in a furnace. And these three men refused to bow down, and so they went before the king, and the king gave them one last chance. And so this is what these three men said to him. King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, 
the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Here's a clincher. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So when I read that, I had this pounding question inside that said, is my love for Jesus conditional? And so I'm here to say that even if I'm struggling and even if my prayers have been unanswered and even if there are so many days where I can't hear the voice of my best friend, I'm here to say that, Jesus, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to declare that I am yours in the good times and in the hard times. God, that I know that you are faithful, you are loving, and there's nothing that I'm experiencing that Jesus didn't experience himself. And so I'm standing here before you guys. I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, I'm, I'm bruised. I'm hurt. But I'm getting baptized because I know in the depths of my soul that Jesus is my Savior. Wow. Thanks, Mel. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Melanie's chosen uh, Molly to, to her sister to baptize her today, and I'm going to join her if that's okay with you. And we're going <laughs> to please help her, she said. So. So, Melanie, have you accepted the death of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? And have you decided to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, the resurrected life of Jesus, as an example and a life for you to follow? Mel? Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. And then our last baptism, this is a special and a personal one for me, um, is Joel, my son. So, Joel, come up here, buddy. And Joel's going to share why he's getting baptized. And, you know, pastor's kids have a unique kind of, like, you know, pressure sometimes. And he'll share some of that as well. But, Joel, why don't you share with us why you're getting baptized today? Before I didn't know who God was to me, I was very nervous of getting baptized because first I was afraid that I didn't, if I didn't do it soon, then my parents or brothers would judge me for that because most of them got baptized at a young age. The second reason why is because I was uh, scared of the commitment part of baptism, which I only thought of. 
And if you know me, then you should know that I suck at committing to stuff. I was afraid that I couldn't be the person that loves God so much that every single morning they wake up early to read their Bible and find certain ways to worship Him. So I had to basically be like my dad. But there's nothing really bad with that, though. I was afraid I could, oh, <laughs> another reason why I was afraid or nervous um, was because I thought I didn't know anything about God, just the easy little stuff, and I thought that was not enough. Since I thought that, I also thought that when I get baptized, I, it won't mean anything because I don't know anything about him. At the time, I believed in all those stuff. But then one day, my dad asked me if I wanted to get baptized. And I didn't want to give him a straight no answer, so I just said maybe. And I think my mom asked me that. I remember one night, um, my family and I were praying. My dad asked, um, asked if we could just try to hear what God is trying to say to us. And uh, God gave me a picture of water. And I didn't know at the moment, I didn't know that if that was God. So, but this picture just kept on popping up in my mind. So I decided to share it. My parents said that it was a sign that I should probably get baptized. At that, at that time, I was also confused about that and asking why he wanted me to get baptized. So my dad started to teach me about baptism and what it truly means. He also started learning. I also started learning and learning. Then we, then, um, and then we listened to my cousin's testimony, and it just put me in awe that all those amazing things that are happening to him are being done by God. So that really encouraged me. My dad taught me um, that being baptized is sort of like getting married in a way. Now that I've gone through all those stuff, I finally realized who God is to me. Now that I realize who he is to me, I would like to share some ideas that uh, who he is to me. God is my savior and the one who forgives even if you shouldn't be forgiven. He's also the light in all my hard times and my protector of evil that tries to take over me. God is the one who gave me life to make this, this decision right now. God is everything and more. Here am I. Here I am ready to show you guys and God that I'm ready to trust him and ready for him to work in my life. And Joe's chosen uh, to have me and his mom baptize him. He wrote that all by himself, by the way. All right, Joel. Joel, have you accepted the death of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? And have you decided to follow the life of Jesus as an example for you, the resurrected life? Yes. All right. you guys make your way back up here that's baptism guys like that is 
such a beautiful picture of Christ and his death and burial and resurrection. Uh, so you guys come up here. Um, and then if you are part of one of the, yeah, right in the middle here. If you're part of Midtown or the Path in downtown or the Riverdale BLG, why don't you guys come up here and just gather around them and lay hands on them. If you're, if you're unfamiliar with this, this is something in the church that we do uh, to show the spiritual reality of the closeness we are uh, through a physical touch as we bond together in prayer to our Father. This is, this is the unity of the Spirit. This is, this is us together as a community of faith. Awesome. Let's pray together. God, uh, just right now, as we come up here and lay hands on our brother or our sister, God, what a beautiful picture. God is saying, this is home. This is the picture of home. You thought you were going somewhere. You thought you were lost. You thought that you were not enough. You thought that you were lonely. And God is saying right now, this is home. This is a picture that I want you to take to our city. This is a picture that I want you to carry with you for the rest of eternity. This is home. I've called you home. You belong to the body. My son purchased your life on the cross. He's given you a new life. He's adopted you into his family. This is home. God, as, as, uh, as their church, as their family, we receive them into um, our community. But more than that, Lord, we just say thank you that their lives have been recorded in eternity. That, Lord, there's a greater purpose and there's a greater kingdom that you've called them to, to be in and to be a part of. And God, I just want to pray that in this midst of taking their faith and making it public, that, Lord, that there'd be this dimension, that there'd be this, like, a greater capacity to, to, to be in their place of vocation, in their school. And, God, you just turn it up for them. I, I pray that you would just take their uh, skill set and their, um, their abilities and you just take it to the next level. Holy Spirit, fall on them. Uh, Lord, you are the power in which they need to live this life that you've called them to. And this morning, as they've declared their uh, allegiance to you, God, I pray that you would not deny them. And Lord, I pray for our families and our friends today as they celebrate with us that they would have seen, Lord, in this picture, Jesus, what you've done and a new life that you've given. It's not one that we've earned. It's not one that, Lord, we've uh, strived to receive ourselves, but it was given to us completely by the grace of God that we obey not to be accepted, but we obey because we have been accepted through Jesus on the cross. And so we praise you. Thank you, God, for this moment. We lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen.